Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Love. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. Dr. Homebrew time. Time to talk about beer. Time to talk about homebrew. Dr. Homebrew talk doctors. Time, time to, to talk about doctors. Flip on the on-air switch, I think. The on-air switch, and no one cares. They care out there. No one gives a shit. The, they don't even know the hop grenades. We got the, the curtain down. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah, I don't know why we have the curtain down. Because uh, you don't like people? It was like that when I uh, when I when I got here. You know what happened you when smiled I smiled and left it that. You know way, what right? happened when I fucking got here? This whole fucking office smells like fart. Like Kevin or someone's been, someone from the Hop Grenade. They use the office, which just you know, to come in here and fart. And they fart, and it smells so bad. And when I get here, and it's like it turns my stomach. I'm just, I just, I'm done. One more thing. I hate sharing an office with a studio. I hate or a studio with an office. I hate it. It's the worst. Everyone shits everywhere, and it smells like crap. And the bathroom stinks, and it's fucking loud. Uh, it's the ideal judging. I hate it. What are you talking about? I know it stinks so bad, and everyone's like, "Oh, it smells." Yeah, I know, dude. Stop farting, please. Oh man, we're starting off, starting off good here. It's fine. It makes for great radio, I'm sure. You know what else makes great radio? Great this radio. show is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals. You can go to fivestarchemicals.com and learn about all the awesome stuff that you guys can do for cleaning and sanitizing your homebrew equipment. You want to make good beer, it starts with cleaning and sanitization. And the people who know that best are Five Star Chemicals. Fivestarchemicals.com. They know sanitization. They yeah, do. They do. That's a word, right? Did I just. Well, no, I, I didn't just make that up. No, uh, that's a Chris Graham word. That's probably where I got it from. Sanitization, yeah. yeah. Is that not a word? Well, I mean, I don't think. I really don't think it is. But he, he, he it's used a great it. word for people who he like five a lot. unnecessarily extra added sanitization. Mm, that's six syllables. <laughs> oh, that mm, adds an extra. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. You still clap when you want to know how many? I do. <laughs> I'm not very smart. I don't know if you knew that or not. Well, you're smart enough to clap. I'm smart enough to clap. I know that part. Third grade. <sighs> I gotta tell you, I feel better now explaining why uh, why I was in a bad mood because it smells like someone the inside of someone's colon in here, and I don't like um, it. It, it sets it, me on edge. It, it cleared out by the time I got in here, and I got in here late. Like really, I can still test. smell it. Maybe it's you. It is, might are be you me. leaking. It, I might be. I've been farting a lot lately. Dan, it's probably you. Like a lot. No, like when I first came in, I was like, no, okay, "Oh, you, that's you, no, awful. you got that." But it's not here now, You're and. 
It's probably right around you, though. You were belching a little bit, too. Someone take, someone take a dump under the, <laughs> under <laughs> they the may counter have, over man. there. Who knows? Who knows what happens in here when I'm not around? Uh, we do have a pretty cool show for you guys today. I know I say that a lot, but I think I mean it today. We have a a Vermont-style IPA um, from some guy called Seth, and he wrote me a while ago, and he was like, look, I know... Uh, actually, he wrote into the session, Doc. He had some feedback for yeah. us on the session. And then he emailed me about Dr. Homebrew, and he's like, I have a North a New England IPA or, or a Vermont IPA. I, apparently, there's a difference. Is there? I don't know. Why should there be? So we're going to do that. But he goes, it's not sludgy, but there's a haze to it. I'm like, okay, that's appropriate. That's fine. Uh, um, so send uh, it in because I've never had one, and we'll see what it is. You wouldn't have bitched about this one. No? No. It's, it's clear enough. Okay. All right. I like, you, only know like West Coast IPAs and stuff, dude. <laughs> and, things, like, and things, bro. Bro, this is a little weird for me. Yeah, I don't I don't know, man. I just, uh, I don't know. I've never had one before, and so I guess we'll have one. And then uh, we have a Russian Imperial Stout yep. to drink as yep. well. So yep. very uh, opposite ends of the spectrum. Yep, definitely. Um, and then, uh, you know. And the funny thing is, is yeah. I love Russian Imperial Stouts. <laughs> it's and pretty you, good. And you know how I feel about IPA. Yeah, it's good. Well, it's even better because the guy's like, look, so there's a New England and then a, a Vermont, and the Vermont has diacetyl, and I know how much Doc hates that, and I go, well, then we're doing that one. So I did that one to you on purpose. Man, thank you. Uh, you're Thanks welcome. For breaking me over the cold. You're welcome. Uh, and then uh, we're going to do kind of what we did on the session, and we're going to talk about the uh, passing of our co-host, Lee Shepard. Uh, who passed away from lung complications of lung cancer last week or so. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, but we'll save it for the end of the show again, just like the session, because uh, it's it's really tough to talk about that kind of stuff and then and then pretend like you didn't. So anyways, um, stay tuned for that. <laughs> we don't uh, we don't bring you down too much. Uh, OK, let's get our first guy on the phone. And his name is Seth. But I'm trying to sort out where his information is, man. Got some info. Oh, uh, there it is right there. Got the info. Perfect. We're talking about NHC um, before the show started. And uh, it sounds like uh, there was, you know, there was uh, some, you know, a lot of people learning how to brew, which is good, I guess. And which kind of makes sense because it seems like half of the people, or that's what I keep hearing, about half of the people were brand new to NHC. So it sounds like there's a lot of uh, new homebrewers in, in the thing. When uh, the keynote was on, yeah, they asked how many people are new or uh, the first time at NHC, which yeah. is now Homebrew Con. Yeah, right. It's still NHC to me. Yeah. Um, God damn, like half the room or more <laughs> raised their hand. Yeah. Well, this man, I get to meet new people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. cool. But Great. It, I, I was amazed at how many, and the room was freaking full. Camping. Yeah. It was. It's, it was 2,500 people in that room. That yeah. thing's getting out of control. I mean, they yeah. do need to maybe split it into two festivals. You could have, like, NewbieCon, and then you could have HomebrewCon. Or, or, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nothing against the newbies, man. You get oh, that bug, and you, you run with it, man. I'm, Everyone's I'm, new at, at, at one point. Yep. Um, okay, I believe we have Seth on the line. Seth, are you here? Yeah, I think so. Hey, how you doing, man? Hey, what's going on? Not a whole lot. You know, just talking about your uh, your new. So, what's the difference, dude, between a New England style IPA and a Vermont style uh, dude, IPA? I, 
What is going on over there you know, on the East Coast, dude? What are you guys doing? Uh, What's going on in the great state of Vermont? <laughs> We're going to rake you over. I've been trying to think all day what I was going to say to you guys. uh, (laughs) Um, You know, you look at a heady topper, you look at a a, uh, uh, sip of sunshine or a devil. They're, uh, yeah, they're fucking cloudy, dude. And the one I sent was, there's no wheat in it. Um, That was on purpose. And it was a different uh, different yeast that I got from... um, Reading a little bit of Michael Tonsmeyer from, uh, um, he's the guy who wrote the, the American Sours. I think yeah. he, he had him on the show. I don't know if it was the Sour Show or the Session. Okay. But uh, I got it from him. It's the London L3, which, uh, and even uh, Marshall Schott said that he couldn't get that, that shit to clear. So, um, <laughs> and I even, this one that you're drinking has got gelatin in it. And, uh, yeah, I wouldn't, it, it cleared some. I'm looking, I just poured the one that I sent you. Um, and I'm looking at it, and it, it doesn't have the haze like a heady topper does. But um, it doesn't. I that's because I didn't put any wheat, wheat or oats in it. But uh, I think does it have the diacetyl like heady topper does? Well, I don't know. It's, right. uh, I we'll get a little you. bit of it. I'm not very sensitive to it, but I know Doc is. So I'm yeah, going to wait yes, to see what he has to say. <laughs> yeah, I told him our little secret that uh, I picked this one specifically because <laughs> it has a lot me. of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, how long have you been yeah, homebrewing? So, um, about two and a half years now, dude. That's pretty clear. I mean, that's I, 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 look. I, that's that's super clear for homebrew stand. Well, not super clear. It's clear enough for a homebrew and and clear enough for JP not to hate on it. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I, that would be sort of acceptable. I mean, right. uh, I, I I would at I, I least can read through it. I would at least yeah. like question what is wrong with you, but I wouldn't go. Oh, this has got to be terrible. Like oh. it's flawed. I wouldn't. I wouldn't assume that it was flawed. I'm sipping a fieldwork green rest, and honestly, it's not that big of a haze difference. You know, it's yeah. a different color, but it's yeah, not that right. And I, 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 I think it's because a lot of them they they put wheat in it, and some of them say some of them actually say, "Hey, this is a wheat beer." Or it's a wheat IPA, but wow. some of them okay. don't, you know? So, yeah, uh, oats I, I don't is, know. is another hey, one for sure. Too much information. <laughs> People are putting flour and uh, um, uh, yeah. pectin. And like, like, seriously, this is, this is, this is what's happening. Well, so Flour works the best. Uh, flour works the best. Uh, a tablespoonful of flour yeah. in, in your kettle, right? About five minutes before the boil. Yeah. You could haze. Good. Big but, and that's what I was wondering tonight was, it was Why? Oh, it's well because uh, if you want to have that hazy look, like you got a lot of hops in it. Uh, if you, if you're brewing a wit and you want it to be hazy, that's the best way to make it make it cloudy. It's hmm. a it's a wit secret. Yeah, and uh, about a tablespoonful of uh, flour, right about the five minutes before the end of the boil, and you get major hazy beer, which it should be. But is it? That's is there any for- other reason? Is there any other reason for that? No, it, it's all appearance. It's the only thing. It, it gives a little bit of mouthfeel, and I think it's more mm-hmm. in your head because you're looking at it and you get that. It, I mean, it's, it turns into shock top hazy. Yeah, it's unfermentable right. starches yeah. going straight yeah. into beer there. Yeah, so. and it, it, it and it just stays in there. Just just you, oh. can, you you can put stuff in there to get the yeast to drop out, but. Because uh, you should anyway. You don't want a yeast bite. Well, it's true. Yeah, uh, but it 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 just stays in there like a uh, like a hoe garden. 
or one of those. Yeah. Okay. You brew a wit, you want it to be hazy. But we're not talking about a wit here. We're oh, talking right. about an IPA. Exactly. So the, so the haze <laughs> source should be the hops, the dry hops in this that, case. Well, that, that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. And if yeah. maybe you're not getting that, you want to make sure that it, 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 that kind of uh, illusion that you've got a lot of hops yeah. in there. Trickery. Uh, trickery. Fakery. Uh, and it's all in, you know, it's in your head because you're looking at it and you already know what you're going to be tasting before you get it. And if it's already if it's cloudy and stuff, you're thinking, ooh, cloudy. And if you if you're in the beer, no, you're going to think, um, wow, yeah. it must have a lot of hops in there. Yeah. Uh, so why did you, why did you pick these styles, Seth? And I'm not picking on you just because it. you sent you sent these. I'm just I'm curious to see what's going on over there. Um, you know, to be to be honest, um, I actually enjoy a heavy topper. Um, okay. And, but it's got it, and and you are right, and uh, Beardy's right. In the fact that there is, they have no shelf life, so yeah. you have to no. you have to get a fresh one. Yeah, um, and if it's not fresh, and I'm talking weeks, if it's not within weeks, it's. And I've had one that's that's you know a, a few weeks old, and you can you can tell. Um, so, but when they're fresh, I mean, I mean they're they're good. That's good beer, but. Um, so that was just kind of me, you know. I just, okay. um, I'm Vermont. I'm from Vermont. I grew up here. Uh, <laughs> why not support? But uh, I tell you what, there are other breweries here um, in the state um, that are brewing double IPAs that are not hazy that look similar to mine. I'm not saying mine's great, but uh, that are that are damn good. That are better than the Heady Topper. That are better than the Sip of Sunshine that gets all the all the press. Um, but they don't have that. <laughs> Markiness to them. See, that's that's one thing uh, you know. Uh, we try to strive uh, to, to to stress rather on on all of the shows. I think here is that you don't you don't have to like wait in line for ten hours and and get a lottery ticket and like hunt for these beers and trade for beers to get uh, beers that taste good. There's it, for every Pliny the Elder, there's two other IPAs, double IPAs that taste just as good, if not better. Yeah, you just absolutely. Don't, you don't know I'll, give about a, I'll give a shout out right now. There's a brewery called Fourteen Star, um, and they brew a beer called Tribute, which is a double IPA, which I say is is the best IPA coming out of Vermont right now. And it's not that that you know muddy hazy look, and and you can get that beer anywhere. You know, you don't have to stand in line for it. Is it the best IPA, or is it just a tribute to the best IPA that they forgot <laughs> how to brew? Or is it the best IPA in the room? Yeah. Sorry, no, no, it's, it's there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian, let's get this uh this train to Vermont rolling, dude. Why don't you start us off? Yeah, All let's right. do it. Yeah. Um campaign finance reform is um yeah. Oh, sorry, wait. Is that, your, is that your Bernie Clinton uh voice? I can't do it. I can't do it. My cousin I'm not voting for Bernie. My cousin does a really right good one, yeah. <laughs> uh it's really I thought the aroma was nice and inviting. Um it has a pleasant uh, citrus and grapefruit uh, hop note coming up front there, both kind of a yeah, just a, just a, a bright kind of uh, little citrus zing, and um, you know nothing too gnarly or, or funky or, or dank. Funky. Not you know it's not West Coastish very much, except for a little really grapefruity could be a little bit, but very Vermonty. Yeah, very Vermonty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, medium kind of peach apricot esters in there. Um, it's kind of rich on the you know on the malt is a little richer than than some of these like you know bright white uh, IPAs with just hops and no no malt backbone. It's got a little bit of malt, a little bready supporting malt in there, and not uh, and a little richer like kind of bread crusty kind of 
side note to that. So um, I didn't get any diacetyl myself. I'll talk to Doc about what he gets, but uh, no, no DMS or anything like that. Um, I did get a little bit of fusely kind of solventy notes in it. And it'd be interesting to talk to you about where the, how the fermentation went and everything. Um, but, um, yeah, I didn't get any, you know, with the haze, you want to look for kind of yeasty sulfury notes in there, like a bready sulfury. I think the breadiness is there is just from the malt, not from yeast. So, um, yeah, I was trying to think, wasn't sure if I got a little bit of, uh, a little bit of light paperiness coming in. Like, um, I don't know if these things don't age well, you know, if it's oxidation that causes that, or I wonder what it is that's. Um, making them go downhill fast. And so I don't know how old is <laughs> this one past that three week window where yeah, it's starting to slide. No. Um, and it, I don't know if you're drinking one along with us here, but, uh, anyway, we'll get to Yeah, that. I am. Yeah. Okay. Good, good. <laughs> well, good for you. Yeah. Um, appearance wise, it was a rich orangey gold color with a moderate hop derived haze, uh, and low white head that faded fairly soon after pouring in this glass. Um, so the appearance was pretty good. Uh, in the flavor, it got a little more interesting to me. Um, a little odd in some ways. So, and as the CO two fades, it it changes a lot too. Um, and it's it's already kind of low in carbonation. I don't know if we had a little bottle variation or if you're drinking out of a keg and it was just poured straight out of that. But uh, it seems like it's got a little bit of a, a wordy kind of pre- presentation to it. A little s- sweet, kind of bready presentation with um it tastes like a little bit like you know hydrometer sample fresh word like a little bit of that pitched into there that kind of surprised me a little bit um higher alcohols are coming out a bit more in the flavor than in the aroma and it just seems like maybe it with the the wordiness and the, and and that maybe the yeast wasn't happy and just didn't completely attenuate i don't know what um what it finished at but we'll, we'll get to that too uh, that's one question i'll have for you um but the balance is still the hop and it has kind of a nice, a pleasant part of it is that it has a medium low bitterness. It kind of stays out of the way. Unlike some of these really aggressive hop monsters, that's just all bitterness in your face and big hops in the nose and everything hops, hops, hops. This has a little more nuance to it. So that's kind of nice. Um, Mouthfeel-wise, I had a couple of problems here too. It's just, again, mostly with that, um, the alcohol, the hot alcohol that's hitting me in the back of the throat there. It's kind of keeping it from being going down as smooth as I'd like my IPA to drink. Um, it's kind of medium, medium to medium full bodied. It seemed a little fuller bodied than I expected, and had a little bit hmm. of a, a hop astringency in it too. Is that the Vermont style or the New England? That, that's yeah. the, the the wheat or the oat edition or whatever is to kind of give a, a sensation of more mouthfeel. Right? It does have a sensation of more fullness. Yeah. So I don't understand the Vermont style. I don't get. Eddie Tupper, I don't get any of those other beers, and I don't get them fresh if I did. Um, so I'm not experienced in this style. I'll say that up front. Um, I did yeah, not go to oily. Uh, NHC this year. Yeah, it's, it does have kind of an oily <laughs> thing, like yeah. uh, like when you use oats in a beer or a lot of a little bit of wheat. Yeah, we will do that slick. sometimes. Yeah, yeah, a yeah, no. yeah, a little oiliness to it. Um, I assume that's on purpose. Yeah. So if you know that could be something that that is supposed to be that way, and I just don't understand it, so I apologize if, <laughs> if that's the case. I I need to make a trip to Vermont and try some fresh IPAs there. Will the uh, Brewing Network spring for my trip there? Um, yeah, you I get would, forty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then, just overall, I thought that um, you know I really liked the inviting aroma, and that just fell flat in a little bit of other aspects. And I, I, 
the the higher alcohols can be taken out by uh, fermenting it cooler and ensuring a vigorous, healthy, you know, large yeast pitch. Uh, use the Mr. Malty yeast calculator or some other ones out there. Um, and just, you know, do a good solid starter, get your yeast ripping and, and pop it in there and, and make sure it takes off like a rocket. Uh, and then keep the temperature steady. You know, don't pitch it at a too high of a temperature and then bring it down to your fermentation temperature. Just pitch it right where you're at or a little lower than it's going to be. And um, that, that should also help with the attenuation. Uh, and also just, just bumping up the CO2 will help too. It's, you can possibly reduce that kind of worry impression I'm getting. And as the, as the sample sits, I'm, you know, I, I'm going back and smelling and tasting the first sample I tasted earlier when we first judged it. And then the fresher one, it does taste better. It doesn't have that as much, but it seems like the CO2 was a little low in this bottle. And it could just be a bottle issue. So it does get more sweet and wordy as you drink it. Um, I enjoyed the beer. I thought it was a good beer. And um, I gave it a 26. So um, there's a few things that could make it a little better. And or I don't understand the style as well as I should. And I need an education. So yeah, I, I, think, I think that's the. Come over here. Yeah, I think we should definitely clarify. Me. Like we judge it or they judge it as American IPA. Yeah, we judge it as a 21A, which it was marked as on the bottle. And it just is an American IPA. But it and clearly is. I mean, it's not designed yeah. to be a 21 IPA. As, or, as a judge. A, a IPA. Yeah, you should allow for range and you should. You should educate yourself in the ways of other IPAs in there. I know, yeah. you know, all the West Coast different varieties that people can make. But um, when I get an East Coast IPA, and I've had a, you know, a few of them, they're always just so damaged by the time we get here. And I haven't really spent a lot of time on the East Coast um, drinking it. So, yeah. <laughs> so all we can do here is just judge it to the guidelines yeah. Not saying that. Not saying that he it brewed an incorrect beer or no. anything like that. So I just I just wanted to be clear because uh, it's not often that we get something like this. I yeah. mean, this to, I, I think this to me is an emerging style. And, and I, I don't you know. as as like a black IPA was. I don't, yeah. I don't like black IPAs. I don't really like this the idea of the style either. But a lot of people do, and that's totally fine. Yeah. Um, well, I'm not trying to bring personal preference into this at all. No, I don't, but I don't have an opinion one way or another. Right. About, I'm, I'm, I'm only remarking just to just to uh, clarify. Sure. Yeah, um, yeah. Clarify. Just to clarify, you know, that it's that this is kind of a unique, a unique beer for us where it's supposed to fit in the category, but it doesn't really fit in the category. Yeah. And it's kind of this weird. There's not even a catch all category for it. Well, I would, I would still call it good because it, yeah. it, it, to me, it just missed the mark just a little bit due to some kind of light balance issues and that undercarbonation. Especially, and then the minor flaw being mostly the uh, the light solventy thing that I was getting, and it's not not bad, it's not harsh, it's just detracting from me enough that I it, it brings it to that point. So yeah. anyway, I hope that helps, or and anyway, but yeah, I'll see what what Doc says too. Ooh, all right, Doc, there, there's your cue. You're up, buddy. Uh, everything he said, and then here's my number. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, that would be fine. So. Uh, as we all know, I don't like IPAs <laughs> much, uh, but um, they're changing now, and they're they're actually I'm liking a lot of them now. Are they changing or are you changing? No, no, not me. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm too old. Are you for sure? That. Oh yeah. Right. Uh, no, they're kind of emerging, uh, kind of a a less bitter style, uh, okay. with which it's light, dry. A lot of hops, but it's not bitter as fuck. Which is, I've always that's my whole problem has always been it's just bitter as fuck. Right. Okay. It kills my tongue, kills my palate. I'm done. Yeah. And to me, it's very satiating. I have one, and I'm done. 
Yeah. I don't even want another beer. And Well, now there's a lot of session IPAs, too, where it's like the strength of a, a regular pale ale. It has enough, just enough bitterness to balance it and not, not overpowering, too. Like There's a lot yeah. of them on the West Coast. And that's kind of what I think of, too, with the, that, uh, like, the hops are all there, but the bitterness right. isn't in your face. To, I, to I love it. hop aroma. I love hop flavor. Yeah. I, I'm giving more. Uh, yeah. But when, it, when, when you bitter the fuck out of it, that's when I, I got to draw the line. That's kind of why I've always hated it. Because they went for a long time. More bitter, more bitter, more bitter, more bitter. And they just kept going. Oh, that's not what we're trying to do. Uh, and now I'm seeing, starting to see more and more of them coming out. Uh, more floral, more citrusy. Uh, a lot more body in the middle of it, uh, but in a dry finish, and it, it doesn't stick on my tongue. It's it's not like I got a hot chili on my tongue, right? And it just okay. Well, what do you think about this beer? So we're gonna uh, kind of uh, the same thing. I got a lot of hop, uh, fruity aroma with this thing. A lot of grapefruit. Not yeah. Not a lot. It was it's just really strong grapefruit. It was grapefruit's kind of tart. And where you've got other citrus fruits that aren't, you got some sweetness in this. So it's just really a lot of grapefruit, yeah, uh, which is added to the kind of whole tart smell to it. Uh, I got a lot of malty sweetness to it. Uh, okay, uh, I just it just a lot of that. I got alcohol sweetness, and which is different, mm-hmm. uh, and and it was a little fusily. Um, so there's two kinds of sweetness in the in the, in the aroma that I'm definitely getting. I got no grassiness, so it, what, you can get that with a lot of hops thrown in there mm-hmm. because That's of, positive because yeah. of all that yeah. all that uh, you know plant matter. Yeah, you get this grassiness, and I didn't I didn't get any of that. And I got no diacetyl in there uh, in, in in the in the aroma. It was a little papery, possibly because we got a little late. But you know, not not to the point where it was distracting. Okay. I mean, you're, I'm well, really good. Try, I'm really trying to pull things out of it, and you know, yeah, we probably didn't get the freshest sample because <laughs> that three week freshness thing. Yeah. Um, probably, bottling technique. Yeah, probably down too. Yeah. Be, yeah, a little bit of oxidation in the bottling technique. That kind of. I got a little of that. Uh, probably, if we would have got a bottles that were three weeks later, oh, it would have been a whole different story. Uh, definitely a whole different story. So, uh, but yeah, I just just started to get that first hint of paperiness. Um, so let's go to the, the appearance. There was no head retention in this. It just went flat. Uh, yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. yeah, it just it just went flat. Um, the color was I thought was a little, you know, on the light side. It should be you know more goldeny, but it's still kind of within that that kind of kind of realm. Um, so let's go into the flavor. It was, it was dry for me, but real sweet kind of at the, at the end. And that's usually indicative of a lot of alcohol. Okay. Uh, alcohol has a sweetness to it. Yeah. And so there's no malty sweetness that is very dry in the finish, but you get, you get this residual sweetness that comes across and that's usually alcohol. Uh, malt flavor was nil, yeah, pretty much, which isn't is okay. Uh, in the middle, there's just not enough hop, um, hop flavor in the middle. I get it's it's, it's like the black void, mm-hmm. like black like dark matter. <laughs> uh, there was just I got 
nothing in the middle for hot flavor. It was, smelled good. Didn't taste like anything in the middle. Uh, hmm. It wasn't particularly bitter either, which I kind of liked. It, uh, that would have detracted from it. It would have been a bitter bomb yeah. because there's no hop floralness or nothing to you know balance that. Mm-hmm. So if it would have been a bitter bomb, uh, it would have got a bucket of 10. <laughs> uh, but uh, after it warmed up slightly, or a lot, because it's been sitting in my glass and it's kind of warm, I got a little diacetyl. But before that, when it was cold and stuff, I got nugget, didn't get any. Yeah. And I would have detected it. But I got her just as it was like the last dregs in my glass, and it was, mm, you know, warmish. Yeah. Then I got a little in there. But it, nobody else would have tasted it. <laughs> uh, mouthfeel was good, but I thought it was a little bit, maybe a little too heavy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, was, it was medium, medium high in the mouthfeel. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. And as uh, uh, pointed out, that we've got a little under under uh, carbonation. That's what you're gonna. It's gonna like. Yeah, the lay, impression of fullness is a little more is a little increased when you dropped out. Yeah, so so the CO two dropping out kind of adds like to that thick slickness of the of the body on that one. Well, we're talking uh, about a little oiliness too, like a oaty kind of. Yeah, yeah, and exactly what. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I totally agree with you. Um, Maybe from the weed or from the yeah from something. There's, there's, he said, there's no weed in it. Though. Oh, there's no weed. Okay. Um, but That's there, right. but there was definitely something that you and I were talking about that maybe is under attenuated. Is that warty kind of? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of sweet slickness. Um, too many maltoses in there, maybe. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I definitely got uh, this kind of slick mouthfeel. Yeah, you know, it could have been from the hop oils. If you, you get a lot of hop oils in there, but it definitely was. Yeah, in that mid mid range, a little little slickery. Uh, so overall, uh, I thought it could have used more mid hops. Okay, a lot more mid hops because <laughs> I got nothing in the middle. It was like just the void. Yeah. It's slick. It's all slick. Yeah, yeah, it's like the Badlands. So, uh, in the middle of there, um, just not much there in the flavor in the middle. I want more. It needs more hot flavor. Period. Yeah. Um, but what I really liked about it, it's more like the New Age IPA. It's uh, just not, it's not bitter. It's got a lot of smell to it. If you bump up those mid range flavors, uh, kind of mid late. Hop additions, maybe a big shit ton of mid to late hop additions. You're going to get a lot more of the the hop oils in there. Not, and I'm not talking about the the bittering ones. I'm talking about the mercines and and the other ones. Yeah. So it could also be like a little backswing too. You know, we the hops have just crept up and up and up in IPAs where they're almost double IPAs now in the regular singles, and they. There could be a little, you know, backlash against that, and people right. are just pulling back to the more classic. Yeah, uh, I mean, overall, I didn't find a lot of faults to it. It's more of a more of a recipe issue, I think, um, about where the flavors come in through this. Okay, uh, but also a little bit the process and possibly the bottling. Sorry. Oh yeah. uh, well, yeah, because we're getting it. We're getting the, the, the bottling thing definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we'll if, we, if we get papery. It's because of oxidation. It's going to get, and that's using the bottling, especially when you got a lot of hops. 
it's just going to come through. And especially if you have to ship it across the country. That, it's a uh, bummer yeah. for that. And there's that, too, because yeah. Vermont's yeah. kind of far away. Yeah. Well, just let, yeah, let's finish up, and then we'll get to what his recipe and all that kind of stuff. Okay, we'll answer so, all these questions. So uh, give it a big, I gave it a 31. I thought it was just because of uh, not a lot of faults yeah. any way through. It's more... Yes, you could fix it here, fix it there kind of thing. Just a couple little onesie-twosie stuff. Yes. Okay. Uh, you, you know, as it is, with a couple little tweaks, you could easily make it into a 40 beer. Yeah. Easy. Uh, I didn't get a lot of badness on there. Uh, the big things were just missing parts. It's, it's kind of like, oops, missing parts. <laughs> and uh, And we probably got just not the freshest example that we could have. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Fair and, enough. And that's not your fault. Nope. That's not my fault. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we can't blame GP this yeah. time. The fault. Uh, well, the faults aren't really. Actually, all right, we, Seth. We can. Yeah. Uh, all, all right, right. man. Well, uh, do you have any questions for the guys first of all, and then we can jump into you know kind of some process stuff. No, I uh, I don't disagree with anything that anybody said actually. Um, but. Uh, I don't know where you want to go first. Um, well, why don't you give us the recipe? I think we should start there. All right. Recipe, it was a five-gallon batch. Um, I'm looking at it was um, – and I – with my system, I so the the, the uh, poundage might be a little bit off for my system, but coming out on a five-gallon batch, it was about 11 pounds of two-row, which is about 80%, uh, four pounds of Vienna, and then uh, half a pound of caramel 40 and a quarter pound of uh, caramel crispy crystal 80. Mm. That's all that was in there for the malt bill. And then uh, hops were um, centennial, uh, three quarters of an ounce at 60. I put an ounce of cascade in at 30, a quarter ounce of centennial at 15. And then whirlpool was an ounce of amarillo, ounce of citra. And then this is my question: an ounce of the HBC 438. The uh, I think it was released last year at uh, at uh, NHC. Hmm. Anyways, and then I dry hopped again with the same thing: Amarillo Citra H- HBC 438. And then again, I threw an ounce of uh, the HBC 438 in the keg. And I think it's that HBC 438 that I'm not crazy about because um, I made another a different IPA that I actually sent into you guys as well that um, I fermented with just Cal-Elf 001, and that, that went all the way down to, I think, 1007. So it got real dry, but it had that same kind of cloying, and I think that's what you guys are saying, um, kind of cloying sweetness kind of thing to it. Um, yeah. which, when I thought for this one, I thought it might have been the uh, the yeast that I that I used, which was the London L three, and this one finished at ten twelve. Okay. And I get and I get um, kind of like a cloying sweetness out of it. And you guys are saying the same thing, like a like a wordy yeah kind of sweetness. I think we're I think we're talking about, about the same thing. Well, and, I mean, I don't know. a lot of that a lot of those crystal malts it can can give the impression of some of that too, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's only it's maybe it's less than five percent of crystal though. Hmm. Hmm. So you know, I, yeah, but with I, no I'm kind of I'm on the I'm, I don't know. I'm on the fence with this one. I'm not sure where to go with it. I wonder if it's um, I wonder if it's the hop selection with the under attenuation and the yeah. crystal malt. 
Because you're, you're saying yeah, yeah. That, you don't, that you don't really dig on those HB seed one, two, three, fours, or whatever they are. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. maybe 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 that's the flavoring, uh, you know, in combination with those higher crystal malts, just doesn't doesn't do it. Yeah, I think our two, and the lower and the higher attenuation, yeah, the, or the lower attenuation. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. So our, I think our two yeah. main issues here is like Brian was saying was you had it's this warty flavor to it. Which you're going to yeah. get that with yeah. with crystal malt. You're going to get that with under attenuation. Yeah. If you got down to a 1007, you shouldn't even have that. Do they tend to use sugars in the well, Vermont this, IPAs, by the way? This, like, this, like throw some maple one, syrup in there? 12. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so no, yeah, at 1012, it should have been a lot drier than that. Maybe that's, yeah. what, we're, maybe that's what we're getting. Uh, and the other thing is all the middle hops, not there. So how old okay. is this, Seth? I'm sorry. Yeah, see, that's the other. You, you said papery. I uh, yeah. This one was in a rush. I I, email, I sent you that email on a whim. Hey, I'll send you this beer in, and I was like, yeah. oh shit. He said yes. Um, so <laughs> I, uh, this was <laughs> this was the end of the keg, and I was kegging, and I was like, oh shit. I hope I got enough in here. Huh? Um, so I keg, and actually, it's not that old, but it is, you know, kind of, it was, um, I kegged it on the 24th of April, um, and I bottled it, the bottles that you have and the bottle I'm drinking right now, I think I bottled on, you know, the first, I think I bottled it on the 28th of May. So, so I mean, it's um, at least a two month old beer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chase yeah. is rolling and, over and his grave right for, now. Yeah, and I, I bottle them with a uh, you know I use a Blickman beer gun and and I don't I don't know where my carbonation was at. I was out of town for a week and I came back and I just I didn't I I bottled them and kind of took a sample at the same time and went okay maybe and then I was out of town. I was out of the country for another two weeks after that, so, so um, what, it was a little it, bit in a rush. Yeah. So when it was fresher, did it I'm have sorry, that wor- wordiness to it? Did it have that that sweetness, or did it just taste a little fresher and the sweetness didn't bother you as much? <laughs> No, it still did. Yeah, still okay. Did. It still had that, that wordiness and that sweetness to it. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, we've all gone away for you know a week or two, and you come back, and that keg's just not the same CO2 yeah. level-wise. And then, oh, i got to bottle it. So. I don't know. That, the experimental <laughs> hop I'm, I'm looking at should be kind of tropical and stone fruits. We're getting a lot of tropical yeah. and like some darker fruit stuff, too, <laughs> a little bit a little herbal and spicy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know much about that hop. I guess it's a it's a it's a, it's a bastard. It has unknown. Uh, yeah, it's a snow. A paternal yeah. lineage. So uh, yeah, his mother is the neo Mexicanas. But um, yeah, anyway, right. hmm. interesting. They just released yeah. it to homebrewers before they 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 may make it commercially yeah. or not. But that's yeah, interesting. Do we have anything else for Seth? <laughs> or could we uh, uh, could we cut him loose? Yeah, I would put a little sugar in this beer. Uh, uh, yeah, try it. to finish. Try and, it. Out. Just keep the fermentation level down in the mid sixties, and that will help. To, uh, I mean, it'll, if you have the sugar and that, it'll help keep the higher alcohols out and it'll ferment down a little lower, and then just push up the carbonation a little bit. That's going to fix a lot of these things we're yeah. picking up today, and just you know, yeah. could, again, just could be a bottle thing. But yeah, thanks for sharing. It was an interesting yeah, beer. It was. Definitely, a yeah, totally different modern take on IPAs, and I'm and I'm yeah. I'm being I'm learning. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd like to just see some <laughs> lot more. Mid-range hops. So, and I'm sorry, Doc. What do you? What? Uh, what you You're 30 to 20 minute the boil addition, yeah, okay. in the boil, and just yeah, uh, yeah. I would start with just doubling what you put in there. 
I mean, you can even use all middle hops for your bittering and everything. You right. Just put it all yeah. in at thirty. Right. All in at thirty. All in at twenty. You, 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 you'll get enough. You'll get the same amount of bitterness if you do that, and you will get a lot more. I would. I would just do that. The next thing I do uh, is take all your early edition hops, move them up to thirty minutes, and then. But but I would pretty much double what you are putting in there. Yeah. Just keep well keep the bitterness level the same. Just calculate it, what you need to get there, right. and then yeah, it'll keep, you, yeah you're going to be using more plant matter. If you increase the bitterness too, it's going to get too, and that'll just change everything. Yeah, too well, better. quite a bit. So, and I would I would cut back on uh, any crystal malt you have in there, maybe by half. Okay, uh, you might just pull right. out that eighty and the, yeah. I wouldn't put eighty in it at all. But maybe half as much forty. Yeah, the eighty is going to be a little, almost kind of a raisiny. Yeah, light raisiny, but not you know not intense. But like, whereas the lighter ones give you a little honey like, a little bread, bread crust, and that's fine. But yeah, you get a little too deep, and it's going to so a little lower crystal the level. Uh, yeah. All right, we got to wrap it up with Seth, unfortunately, because okay. we got Philip waiting in the wings here. Oh, so Phil's waiting. We're, we're pushing him out a hey, little Phil. bit. Bye, Seth. Yeah. Bye, um, Seth. All right, thanks, guys. Thank all you. right, thanks, man. I hate doing that, but he was on for 40 minutes. So um, got to split. All right, we got to take a break. And then when we come back, we're going to be on with uh, Philip and talking about Russian Imperial Stout. It's Dr. Homebrew, folks. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Yay. Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The Internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz the forum the learning center and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest more beer catalog more beer bringing you absolutely everything for beer making that's it i've had it i am never putting hops in my beer again what why it's just too ridiculous insane prices stupid contracts high shipping costs crappy selection dude you need nico brew Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing 
Walking Skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home brew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the Uber Special Secret Elite Bare Bones Club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit. NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Now, back to the examination. All right, thanks for hanging out, everybody. Before we jump to Philip here, I do want to tell you guys about a cool brewing thing that we've been talking about for a little bit here. Um, Brian has used... Actually, did I give that back to you, Brian, the, the iDip? You did, yeah. I did? Okay, yeah, I got good. It again. Thank you. All right, great. I wasn't entirely sure, and I'm like, that's going to that's gonna be uh, awful. <laughs> Uh, the iDip, folks, is the uh, Smart Brew Water Testing Kit incorporates a revolutionary photometer system, which is the first and only one on the market with its own app. The multilingual app is the brain, essentially, of the unit. The Smart Brew allows you to focus on the taste of your beer, which essentially is uh, the taste of your water. Uh, you can use it for your home, or if you have a brewery, if you happen to be a brewer, uh, you can. It's a t- totally uh, you know usable for the uh, for the uh, large system there too. It doesn't really matter. You're just you're still taking the the, the water and uh, testing your you know your your um, your levels of all that kind of yeah. stuff, right, Brian? It's you know not, where your water is at the moment you're brewing, and then you can test it different times throughout the year. Yeah. I mean, summer water is different from what you get in the winter. Out yeah. here, especially, I mean, it's just you know. So, they d- run. so it doesn't matter. It's not like you need one for for the home, and then when you go to when you go pro, like a lot of you yeah. are thinking, you have to buy a whole new one. This this works I both mean, for sure. It's the only one on the market that runs water tests with no math needed on your part, no titration, no no addition, no nothing. You don't have to do anything. The iDip pairs with via Bluetooth and updates your water results instantly to your own personal water profile. Um, you can email the results of the test to your other brewers uh, on shift, or you can post your Facebook page and let your homebrew club get the lowdown on your base water profile. It has the ability to test over 40 different water quality tests. Four come preloaded and more are available. You can test for things like total alkalinity, chloride level, calcium, hardness, uh, pH, sulfate, and more. Only four milliliters of water are needed for each test. It's a patented, safe, and simple reagent testing method that anyone can use. It's so simple that I can do it. It's as simple as me. And, of course, did we mention there's no math needed, yeah, which you, is awesome. You um, just dip a little strip in there, and, and it, t- it counts down the time for that you're supposed to, move, you know, kind of wiggle it in the, in the little four, four uh, not centiliter, four milliliter Four milliliter deal, yeah. Yeah, and it just does everything for you after that. And check this out. There's a Brewing Network special, folks. Of course there is. Uh, podcast listeners, enter code TBN10, that's TBN10, at checkout and save 10 bucks on either the standard or advanced smart brew testing kit. Order now and make this futuristic technology part of your brewing process. Visit smartbrewkit.com. That's the smartbrewkit, uh, IDIP, smartbrewkit.com. Uh, you lost me after you said unit. 
unit, and then you just went down the spiral. Down. Yeah, Philip, are you here, buddy? Yo, what's going on? Not much, man. Just chilling. Chilling. You know what I'm trying to say? Chillaxing. Uh, word, word up, mother, perhaps. Word up. I mean, <laughs> let's just go one up. Why, why stop at word when you can go mofo? word up? Indeed. Thank you very much. Uh, all right, Philip. So you sent us a Russian imperial stout. Uh, true story. Yeah. I hope so. I hope it's not supposed to be a pale ale because then uh, I got the wrong beer. Uh, yeah. Well, hopefully it works out then. <laughs> yeah, your, your score just went down. <laughs> right. Uh, so how long have you been homebrewing, man? Uh, I guess like a year and a half now, something like that. You don't sound very excited about that fact. Uh, it's a little late out in Jersey right now, so I'm a little <laughs> oh, bit shit. tired. But what yeah. exit? <laughs> Doc asks you what exit you're off of. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, well, know. I'm from Tom's River, so that would be 82. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Cool. Is that a Jersey joke? Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jersey joke. <laughs> Uh, so have you ever done a Russian Imperial Stout before, man, or is this your first shot? Uh, first? This was the second of three test batches that we did. Oh, really? Hey, which one yeah. did you send us, the good, the bad, or the ugly? Uh, <laughs> you got the good one. Okay, actually. cool. Appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> good All one right. minus the aesthetics on the bottles. Uh, I noticed the, the peeled back label. Yeah, yeah. Like I was saying to JP before, <laughs> it was kind of a last-minute thing that I had going on, so... I'm also lacking any. So this was actually the first beer that I ever kegged, and um, so I'm lacking any sort of fancy pants bottling equipment uh, with you, that. You did the tube thing, didn't you? Tube uh, thing. Yep, yep. Yeah. All right, Doc, why don't you start us off, man? Okay, cool. Uh, so, <laughs> talking about the tube thing, uh, the aroma, first off, I got uh, kind of musty and slight oxidation. Yeah. Which is kind of hard to do with a, a beer with that many melanoidins in it. Uh, so, uh, watch your bottling shit. Get a, get a beer gun. Yeah, no, uh, I got one now. Uh, because yeah, definitely, uh, that I got that out of the, the out of the thing. You shouldn't get this on this kind of beer. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, th- this beer should last a long time without getting that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, unless you throw a lot of oxidation into it. Um, so uh, other aroma thing, I didn't get almost any malt character out of it. Okay. Now, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just didn't get any malt character in the aroma at all. Uh, uh, so yeah, I kind of went heavy on all the specialty grains on this okay. one. Yeah, you can definitely taste it. A lot of roast in there. Yeah, I'm getting to that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not going to be nice either. Um, <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> try so, just try to be nice. Um, I'll do my best. All right. Uh, appearance was dark brown, black, opaque. It, was, it actually looked just like it should. Uh, it had a long. The one thing I really noticed is a long-lasting brown head. It foamed up really nice, and it stayed, which was pretty cool. Because so many times when you get uh, the big imperial stout, you just don't get uh, with all the alcohol. You just it just the head doesn't stand. It just goes just away. Uh, and it does have alcohol legs, which is kind of cool. Cool. Uh, so it's it's definitely got got some got some stiffness to it. Um, so then uh, uh, flavor, uh, I thought it was pretty good bitterness wise. Uh, this one was it had a good it had a good balance with the bitterness and the malt in there. Uh, I got a lot of astringency. Uh, probably from the roasted grains, 
Yeah. And and that kind of thing. Uh, got slightly fruity esters coming through with raisins. Got a lot of that. I got a lot of tannic to it for some reason. It's just Interesting. a lot of astringent uh, and, and kind of Venus and port-like quality to it also. Um, sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad. Uh, I wouldn't even say it was bad in this one. Just, just I just noticed it. Um, Malfield was a uh, good body, uh, not too thin, kind of just chewy enough that uh, it made for a good stout. Uh, I would say slightly syrupy though. It just, it just t- hung on my tongue too long. Uh, it's just yeah. I, if in, imperial stout is. Probably my favorite style in my top three styles, okay. period. IPA uh, and double IPA being the first two. <laughs> those, are, those are right up there. Okay, man. all right. Um, Let's check it. I need but, to know. But it had, it had really good and uh, proper CO2 levels. I really like that because uh, this should be more spritzy okay. not, and not... More spritzy than it is or it's no, a more good level for a, in a general? Stout, on, on the, on the high end for the stouts. Okay. Right. Uh, you kind of need that. Yeah, because it's going to be a big bear. Uh, you really don't want it like just cloyingly and laying on your tongue, kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, I'd say if you you know you're looking at, and you're looking at more of the American side of imperial stouts, uh, I got a lot more uh, roasty malts and a lot more bitterness in it. Uh, but my big detractor was that it was kind of syrupy, um, and I thought it was maybe too bitter for the style. Uh, I like it to be more rounded. Uh, I'd like to have that malty sweetness in the back in the background of it all. Mm. Uh, but this was just a little too dry, and a little it just didn't have enough. Uh, uh, the, uh, just didn't have enough uh, malty backbone ish. Balance. Yeah, yeah. Didn't have enough balance. I, I, I want to balance more towards the malty side on this kind of thing. And it was more, it, was, it definitely, you can tell it was pushing the American style, which was much more bitter uh, for it. Uh, but, uh, you know, overall, I, I didn't see a lot of other faults. It's just more of a, this whole thing was just a balance issue uh, between the two roasty. Too astringent, and then not enough on the malty side. But the thing is, there's a problem here. Is because it's it's syrupy. Syrupy isn't malty. And, no, there's a difference. And yeah, there, there 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 really is a difference. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't find any other faults with it. I didn't find any diacetyl. I didn't find any DMS in it. I didn't find. I found some oxidation. Right. Definitely, and that's because your tube method. Uh, but any, no diacetyl or anything like that. No, I really didn't. Yeah. I really didn't get any. But sometimes I don't get it till, you know, warms up a little bit. Yeah, tell tell me if you get any. I don't know. Mm. There's a lot else there too, but yeah. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right at right at the end, but it's it's very. But there's. there's it just dries out way too much at the end. Yeah, um, it's it's almost like the water's too chalky. Like you put too much, or it's, it was is too carbonic for the for the. You're, it, it's a good idea to do that with all the roasty malts. 
Mm-hmm. But um, put some chalk in there and kind there's, of. There's too much chalk. In okay. Uh, it just I just get this gypsony, not not gypsony, but uh, uh, carbonic, the chalky kind of at the end, like dusty. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So with all that, I'm, I'm going to give it a 31. Right on. Right. So it's it's mostly about it, my biggest push here is. I think Philip's loading up a shotgun right now. Bal- no, balance, balance it a little bit better. Uh, uh-huh. It's 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 a good clean brew. I, yeah. I I would have put it in the twenties if I would have had other faults with it. Uh, easy, when I start, which when, is which is yeah, that's when, what happens. When I start getting uh, when, when I start getting faults in it, not just yeah. uh, your recipe issues or stuff like that. It's, it's oh, like bit, fermentation, like uh, contamination, contamination, or fermentation, like the right. uh, uh phen- phenolics that shouldn't be there. Yeah, yeah, you're you're in the twenties, buddy. Okay, uh, so <laughs> pal, hey you. <laughs> so so in the, you're you. I could even go up a couple of points, even you know. Uh, it's a good strong thirty beers, you know, in the thirties. Yeah. 30s. yeah. Um, you could be student. <laughs> or CC student. Right. All right. But, yeah. um, well, there you go. Great, I guess, right? Yeah. So I think your brewing techniques are pretty good. I think you need to just dial in the the balance and the recipe a little bit better. So you okay. would just dial back all the specialty malts, though? Um, yeah, especially the ones that are causing all the astringency and that, that, that harsh bitterness. And, oh. yeah, that's... Basically, did, that. Did you go to Greenville? I don't think I did. Uh, no. no. Well, we'll talk about this at the end after we're done beating you up. <laughs> All right, Brian, go for it, buddy. Yeah, yeah. So the aroma is, is uh, has a little uh, plummy kind of fruitiness to it there, which I liked. Very rich chocolate and roast. Um, you know, it has uh, a strong roastiness to element. A lot of uh, a little coffee, not just a little. Um, I thought I got a uh, kind of a low buttery diacetyl in there. What I was getting was kind of like a um, like an impression of some kind of a weird dark like baked good, like a chocolatey baked good, or like a coffee candy, or a, you know some kind of bitter chocolate with a light butterscotchy edge to it. It's not like real intense, but it just it seems like there might have been a little bit in there, but it wasn't too distracting. Um, you know, uh, no hops. It shouldn't have a lot of that anyway. Uh, pretty moderate, evident alcohol there. I'm sure it's it's beefy enough, uh, and their yeah, their legs are there too, and getting the the appearance. <laughs> um, no DMS or acetaldehyde or anything bad. It's, you know, seems very cleanly fermented. Um, and appearance wise, wow, <laughs> my friend uh, 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 Jeff, who was who helped us out with a show, a show recently, uh, he he uh, he said it absorbs light. <laughs> <laughs> I call it the. It's like the black hole of beers. It just nothing gets out, you know. Yeah. So um, it's dark matter. It's, it's dark matter. Jet black. There's a, a massive brown head that just persists like all day. Um, you know, it's She's frothy like, consistency. I, I could not determine the clarity. It's just completely opaque. Um, Flavor wise, it's just up front. I got a mouth-numbingly intense coffee, a lot of dark chocolate. Supported by the roast, and the roast is coming across as bitter, kind of lightly burnt. Um, it's a little ashy, and and mind you, I'm, it's it's not un- unpleasant. I really kind of enjoy it for what it is. It's like, you know, it's not like licking an ashtray. It's just like rich, like you you got the grains out of the green bin at the 
homebrew shopping. You just started chewing on them. You got the ash and the husk and the intensity all right in your mouth. Um, you know, hops are low and out of the way. Fine, moderate alcohol. It's it's smooth. Whatever is there, it's, it seems like a big, uh, big brew. But yeah, uh, you know, clean ale ferment. Definitely balanced the malt and the raw roast. It's just a bit. When you use that much roast, it can get a bit acidic, and it starts to have a little tanginess to it. Yes, totally. Yeah. So that that's from the all the dark malts that you're putting there. If you measure the pH of this thing, it's it's probably. One of the lowest pH beers we've ever had on the show. Yeah. Uh, Mouthfeel-wise, medium full body. It's pretty full, but not like over the top. Uh, it has a biting kind of quality to it. It's not hot. It's just acidic, and it's it's intense. It, it really attacks your senses, even the feel. Um, carbonation seem medium high. It, it should, you know, technically the, the carbonation on, on the bigger beers... Should be a little bit lower, like a, if you had a barley wine that was as as carbonated as a freaking light lager, it would be just attacking your senses like insane. And that's that's part of the attack in this beer too is the carbonation. I think that makes it not be as creamy as it could be, but it's also an overabundance of the all the malts and the dark bitter stuff. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of an attack to senses. It's just it's i really liked the flavor uh a lot and it was even despite the kind of ashiness and stuff some of the stuff i'm saying it's really cool uh flavor and the aroma was like wow this is like rich and i thought i thought i was getting the first time i tasted this i thought i got more butteriness than i than i'm getting now it's just like kind of an underlying element now i don't know maybe i had too much butter that day but um yeah it's um i just eat sticks of it for fun <laughs> Well, you're from the Midwest. Yeah, well, aren't you? that's right. That's right. Minnesota, <laughs> born and bred. So th- this, yeah, it's just it's a roasty coffee like mm, bomb and bread. and just a lot of rich flavors and aromas. Uh, the color yeah. is, is is something to behold, and it just the overall it's quite a, a bludgeoning to the senses. Just everything about this beer it screams intense. Um, I would back off almost everything. The flavors that are there are really nice. It just takes. On too much of a, a rich, acrid intensity, it's biting, and you you could age some of that out. But I think that's going to stay. You can't just get rid of it; it's going to stay, and so it might, you know, it might slide downhill in different ways. But as it ages, but it could age really nicely too. But so it's mostly just a balance thing for me, and I really like the beer. But I gave it a I gave it a thirty four. I thought it was it was pleasant drinking, and I could drink a lot of this just because it's a it's a real taste experience, and it's it's fun to drink, but it's. <laughs> I couldn't. Well, I couldn't drink a lot of it in a short period of time. I could drink. I could sip a little snifter I, like this, you know, every I night could. for a month, and you know, be fine with that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, totally. Thanks for sharing it. It's it's yeah. really interesting, but you need to get that balance just a little bit better. Um, thanks for sharing, Philip. Cool. Um, do you have any questions for the guys, Philip? Uh, yeah. Well, maybe just we'll talk about it a little bit. I guess. Um, yeah. What What'd you do? So like. My my whole thing was I wanted this to be a, a big, gigunda beer, mostly because um, mission accomplished. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah. Um, mostly because it's going to be like one of the favors at my wedding, and uh, the idea was for me to keep like three cases or so set aside and open one every year on our anniversary. So I wanted to have all these uh, overpowering kind of things going on in order for it to age mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. I think it will age well. I think it will. If it is in a keg. You're just gonna keep the keg around, or you got some bottles saved? No, well, I haven't actually bottled anything yeah. yet. This okay. one, yeah. yeah, don't bottle it with the tube. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually got one of those. Uh, the last straw 
beer guns. So okay, okay good. Yeah, awesome. Set there. Um, yeah, uh, the only thing if you're if you're going to age it for a long time, like have for a long time, yeah. uh, you almost got to really overdo the hops. To right, uh, because those are going to be fading as the malt comes up. Uh, you know, in year five, six, seven, kind of thing. I mean, isn't it like you know some American uh, imperial stouts can have a little more hop than you know, but some of the European ones will be. It's kind of a background thing anyway, and the the bitterness comes from the roast and, and all that. And so. I think, and like I said, this is more to the American side, which America. Uh, yeah. it, it has it. It's got a lot more hops to it, and you, and you did good on that. So I think that I think it'll age pretty well How, as long as you bottle it well. Yeah. You know? what, more about the recipe, please. What did it start at? Finish at all, all the specs. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let me just grab my notes here. Yeah, yeah. So the the original gravity was a uh, 1098, oh, and nice. finished out at a uh, 1022. Nice, keeping respectable. it just, just under 1100. You know, you go too much over that, you're gonna, you're gonna start getting some hot <laughs> yeah. alcohols and gnarliness. Mm. Um, I guess you know, as far as the grain bill goes, I did. Uh, Let's see. It looks like sixty-seven point or sixty-four point seven percent base malt. We just did Pilsner. Uh, then we did eleven point eight percent roasted barley, uh, fi- and then it was five point nine on all these. So it was uh, flaked oats, chocolate, uh, crystal one twenty, and black patent. Yeah, we cut back on the roasted barley and the black patent. Huh. Yeah. Uh, How many I- pounds of black patent did it work out in a five gallon or? Was it so this was an eight and a half gallon batch. Eight and a half. Okay. How many pounds? Um, so it was two pounds of all the specialty except for the roasted barley, in which that was four pounds. Oh my god! Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. That's a shit ton of black. That's that's, yeah. that's why we're getting like nah. nah yeah, nah. for that's sure. But it came out. I think it came out really good considering. <laughs> that. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm surprised. Yeah. I would never think to use that much. Uh, you almost got a twenty, buddy. The roasted barley, <laughs> and uh, with two I pounds think of the black. cacophony of everything came out really interesting. It is I, interesting. It is very interesting. There's a lot of a lot of different layers, but the layers towards the end are all very much obscured by the by the patent. So yeah. when, when is or was the big day? And and you still getting married? Uh, yeah. <laughs> After tasting this beer, she left me. Ah. Yeah, right now she's done. Uh, <laughs> she's done. Seventeen. Sorry, what was that? March 5th, uh, next March. Okay. Oh, awesome. Oh, so you have some time to age even before you have the party. There, yeah. you got a lot of time to back out. Nice. Yeah, totally. <laughs> All right, man. I appreciate it. If yeah, that's it, def- we'll let you go. Thanks for sending it in. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, maybe I'll send you the final version of this, and we can talk about that one. That'd be great. Okay, okay so this is the You can send us the... one on your anniversary every year, too. Oh, yeah. yeah maybe. Please, please <laughs> do. We're good. Yeah, whatever you, whatever, uh, whatever you did with the yeast was good. You kept it happy. It seems like it, yeah, fermentation definitely. was clean, so you know what you're doing. Go forth and brew the beer. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Phil. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, dude. Thank you. All right. Cool. Interesting beer. That's for sure, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so then we have something to give away. We have a $40 gift certificate to grogtag.com. The grogtag, at least your beer, will look good. What do they do there? Gift certificate. Well, funny you ask, Doc. They make uh, customized, reusable beer labels. And they you, also you, make you, customized bottle caps and metal signs and no coasters way. and tap handles and... Well, they got to They do a bunch wine. I mean, wine labels. It's not just beer labels. You could tag out the man cave, right? You can tag out the man cave, dude, for sure. Yeah. Make make all your signs come true. It'd be great. Um, so, who, uh, Brian? Who uh, who wins the forty dollar 
gift certificate to grogtag.com. That would be Seth. Seth, all right, dude. Yeah. Nice work. I mean, you know, that means you well, scored the lowest, yeah. but it doesn't matter Wasn't because much hey, you got no. something. It doesn't matter what you scored. Brian says it but is. Brian says it is, and thus it shall be thusly. Yes. Seth, I appreciate it, man. And, uh, you know, Thank you. and thanks to uh, to Philip as well. Yeah, my, my buddy Jeff, uh, who was on our show too uh, last time, he, he helped judge that one at my in my kitchen, and um, he gave um, Philip Spear a 38. He liked it um, even a little better than I did. So that's cool. Yeah, and a lot more than I did. We both enjoyed it. And <laughs> sat there and sipped some together, sipped some together, and had a fun night there. So yeah, Thank, thanks to both of the entrants for sharing their beer. It's a lot of fun to taste all these different things. Oh, definitely. At your, uh, and I, I, at your I, I totally pad. didn't hate any of these beers. No, I think they were good. Uh, I really did. No, how's the uh, how's the beer bug coming? Brian, you, last time we talked, you had it yeah. some sugar water. Did you ever drink that sugar water, <laughs> by didn't. the way? It's sitting so you're going to drink it. I moved it to my garage and okay. turned off the beer bug. So, yeah. But it, it's it's cleared up nicely. I think it's getting ready to drink. I just am not ready there yet. Wait, what are you going to do with it? What is it? What am I going to do with my sugar water? Yeah. That's uh, like 1% alcohol. So he's starting, he's starting to use the beer bug. Yeah. Uh, you know the beer bug. It's a, a, like basically a Wi-Fi tracker, and yeah. there's a weight that hangs in yeah, your, yeah, yeah, in your yeah. beer, and right. you can... Yeah, but I'm explaining it also. Um, and, you know, it keeps track of your starting gravity. Yeah, and it keeps track of your starting gravity. Yeah. So you can log on to the app or get on the website, and you can see exactly where your beer is. Anyway, so Brian's using that. And, uh, and so for the last recording date, he just decided to throw some sugar water in it. <laughs> that's all I had time to do. <laughs> that's all he had time to do. I fully intended to brew, but yeah. yeah. No. So I, just, I always think if you got enough fun. sugar in there, enough that we could just theoretically distill it. Yeah, well, I on mean, paper it only, only. I started at like ten, ten oh eight. It wasn't that strong, so uh, ten, ten maybe. Not yeah. bothering with it. Not bothering with it. No, you can distill it, but it'll get to like beer strength. <laughs> That'd <just> be weird. <laughs> yeah, we're up to beer strength now. All right. Last but not least, I do have another thing to to go through uh, for you people who are listening who are not. Uh, yet members of the AHA. Our friends at the American Homebrewers Association have a special offer for the BN Army. Join or renew your AHA membership in June and receive six ounces of Mosaic Hops from BSG free with your membership. Just visit homebrewersassociation.org and use code BNAHA. That's Banaha. When you join or renew, offer ends June 30th while supplies last. Visit homebrewersassociation.com or excuse me, homebrewersassociation.org. That's what I get for trying to talk fast and be clever. And use code BNAHA. If you renew with like a lifetime membership, can you get like 12 pounds hot? I don't know. Warren was like, if I just keep yeah. renewing, do I keep getting six ounces uh, every time? Like right. I renew for 50 years. I'm like, ah, try Maybe. it. Because he wanted to do a commercial brew. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Try it, Warren. All right, I know we're running a, a little bit late, and my apologies to everybody who's waiting in the wings, but uh, we do need to, to, to just talk about Lee for a second um, because, uh, you know, our, our permanent co-host has left us. It's, yeah, it's been like the, the, the elephant in the room <laughs> like yeah. all the show. But it's like, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. And like the just the absence over the last many months has, has been has been weird and we're we're it's struggling been weird. to find our footing again and 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 then it yeah yeah i don't want to beat a dead a dead horse and that's probably a poorly timed joke but um 
you know, I, I, I kind of covered it on the session, but of course this was Lee's show, so I have to cover it here too. Uh, when Lee, Lee uh, left the show in, I think about December or so, you know, he was leaving for a, like a cough, a persistent cough, man. And, um, you know, he asked us not to say anything. Uh, or no, actually, he left and then he got tested and they found the cancer and then he, he asked us not to say anything. Yeah. Um, so we didn't say anything. We didn't. We you know. I left it to him. It's his. It's his yeah. thing. It's not. You know. It wasn't like with my shit where, you know. I'm. I'm and this is for the show. Like my life is the show. Life. Like Lee is. Lee was not that. No. Way. Yeah. Lee was I didn't not even that know the full extent of it, honestly, until yeah. well, later. You, but you yeah. brought me in. And it's like well. At that point, we were thinking he's coming back at any minute. You know, any all- any second. And and every time before each show, Brian and I would sit here and talk about him. We're like, oh, yeah, have you heard about Lee? Have you heard from Lee? What's going yeah, on? What's this new update? Because yeah. he was updating everybody about what was going on, not publicly, just via email. Um, and then uh, sometime around late May or so, things kind of took a turn, um, or early May. Uh, he you know, had some stuff in his liver, some fatty deposits or whatever. And the last I heard on May 4th was that the drugs were, they, they weren't working like gangbusters, but they were, the things were improving. Yeah, Holding and he went steady. on for a walk. Yeah, and then uh, you know I hadn't heard for like a month, yeah. and then uh, and then his brother posted on Facebook that uh, you know he let the cat out of the bag. Essentially, I was like, hey, do we know it's not going well? How we got this? It's too, it's like a rare form of lung cancer. Well, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't a smoker. He wasn't a smoker. No. But he wasn't playing with asbestos. No. Um, I mean, he may have been playing with asbestos. I have no idea, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I think it was just one of those fluky, random things that just um, kind of s- spread. But is- he he had the cough for a while, man. And I remember, you know, in the winter, because not this past, but the past, the time before, yeah. he got real phlegmy and was coughing and all this kind of shit on the air, and we gave him a bunch of crap for it. And then it came back, and he's like, "Look, I don't want to go do another bad show." Uh, you know, I, I, I want to sit out and hope this thing gets better. So he actually missed a couple of shows before he before he actually went to the doctor. He was yeah, he, he was thinking about the listeners, more, yeah, more than himself yeah, almost. And, and yeah, just, and I'm like, dude, it's fine. Don't worry yeah, about take it. Take care of yourself. When now. you've never been a smoker, you're not thinking lung cancer. No, no. not at all. Not at all. And, and at 53, yeah. Uh, I hope they they they, they t- you know mention services or something. I'd really like to go. Yeah, yeah. I didn't make I mean, it to the hospital, but but that's family time. I don't want to see you know. I don't want to see that. Well, the family kind of likes people rolling in and just. And they did, and they to. were totally like you know, hey, anybody come on by? But I just I, you know, I don't know. I mean, they first know. of all, it's all the way out in UCSF, but. I just and I, I don't know. So I started oddly enough. I started talking to Sully about it because he knew he knew Sully as well, and yeah. uh, we were trying to get out there that Friday, but he uh, we neither of us made it. And that was that was the day he passed away. That was the day he passed away. Yeah. yeah. So um, you know, I don't know, man. It's just it's 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 uh, it's real sad. If you're a, a current listener to the show and you haven't gone back and listened, I highly suggest it. Uh, Lee was a really great beer judge and uh, he was uh, sarcastic and dry and clever and uh, he just fit right in and and you know from day one i knew that that he would he was going to work out and this is really yeah. disappointing um and sad that that um that he's gone and and the show's not going to be the same and and i don't want it to be the same that was that was i mean it, it, <laughs> 
Well, one, one, yeah. I, I would rename the show if I could. I mean, I probably could, but it, I, I don't think it would really <laughs> clear, up, clear up anything. But that's how strongly I feel. No right. offense to Doc, but that's how strongly I feel that that it that Lee was that big a part of the show. He was that much a part of the show. Whereas yeah. that without him, it doesn't feel like Doctor Homebrew anymore. It feels uh, I, I don't know what it feels like. It feels Villains like a different show. For- the extras. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know. I finally went back today and, and I listened to most of uh, the first, very first episode on the way here. And like, you could already see the, the promise and the potential. And a lot of it was just because of how much fun it was for me to sit down and, and talk about beer with my friend Lee, who I became, you know, cl- closer. For, I've known him for uh, like 13 years and, and we became over the last few years of doing the show, we did like 61 episodes together with him. And, um, you know, he came to my house and would judge beers and, and, you know, pre prejudge the beers in advance of the show. And just, you know, the interplay of, of the discussion with him where we're just talking about some of these beers with these crazy things in them. And he was always so kind. And, and, and even when he was ripping you a new one, he would, <laughs> he would do it in a way where you felt respected and you felt like, this guy really wants to help me improve my beer, and he is an yes. expert. He knows what's going on in this beer to a high degree. Like something that I I aspire to be as as good of a a judge as Lee is, and he he was you know brewing for for twenty something years, I think, and and judging for a long time. You know, someday I hope to get there. I've, I've been doing it for a shorter time myself, but he, he was really he was the expert on the show, honestly, and and I I miss him. But yeah, it was it was. It was great to have him with us while he was here, and he helped a lot of people out in the judging community and, and doing classes in the brewing world and, and being very active in his homebrew club and events and um, and just, yeah, being a great all-around guy. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Lee, yeah. you're going to be missed, buddy. Yeah, and we're so, sure. so sorry to his family, and thanks for sharing him with us while, uh, while he could be shared. <laughs> Yeah, he was very analytical, and 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 like you said, when he's giving you a, you know something to think about, something to chew on about your beer, it was never personal, and it never came across that way. It's just very analytical. This is what I taste in the beer, and this is why you did it, and what you did to make this happen was stupid. <laughs> but he wouldn't say that. But you get the point. But it was still a little like. This just this is what it is. Da, 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 da. You might want to not try yeah. to do this next it's time. It's like the chemist, that scientist, that, yeah. that just that analytical, like, this is what it is. And I think that's what helped people make better beer because he wasn't necessarily worried about if his point wasn't going to come across or if you weren't going to like him afterwards or, or whatever, but not in a pompous way. If this makes sense, I don't yeah. know, but it's just like, this is what it is. You can't, there's no emotion in it. Just realistic encouragement. Like here, right. here you can, and you can he, make this better. Yeah, And he generally wanted people to make it better. I mean, that's why he spent so much of his free time and unpaid time teaching classes, getting better, tasting everything he could and talking about it. And that's how you, that's how you get better. You guys traveling wanna, and you, tasting world beer styles everywhere. Yeah. Belgium. Yeah. You taught me a lot about Belgians. Uh, I, yeah. I, I mean, mean, you, you want to get better at tasting. You t- take classes, you sit down with people who taste better than you or worse than you. It doesn't matter. Um, no better, better. Just with people better than you. Th- and they go, Oh, this is this. Yeah. Is once somebody says, this is this. And that's this is why you yeah. start to get it. Then now you get it. Yeah, but you talk, but you got to talk about it. You, you, talk you sit down. It. You got to make an effort. These people. Lee was not a, a, a great uh, taster and a beer judge by birth. He worked at it. Yeah, 
and he helped a lot of people. The Bay Area beer scene will not be the same because he he really was um, kind of one of those uh, those linchpins of of the judge community. Yeah, I don't know what what NCHF is going to be like. What all you know, a lot of these things, and just to the. I mean, he helped us out at uh, Winter yeah. Brews Fest all the time. He was our uh, yeah. volunteer coordinator for a couple yeah. of years. Uh, the one thing I really remember about him, uh, yeah, I was president of Doe's for like eight years. Yeah. And around here, we got some killer brew clubs. We've got, you know, the the Bay Area. Bay Area Mashers. Uh, Mashers. We've got uh, Mad Zymergist. We've got Doe's. And you, you tend, to see, tend to be your own island. And Within your club. Well, yeah, because yeah. Oh, those are those guys. I'm, there's almost a hatred between clubs because <laughs> we just didn't know any of it, each other. He's one of the first people that says, let's all get together. And started organizing us to all get together as clubs. Sounds yeah. about right. And uh, you know picnics, and, yeah. uh, and and just beer tastings and things, uh, where he kind of broke down the barrier, mm. which was yeah. insane for back then. <laughs> right? Uh, because it each club was its own island around here, and we had some gnarly clubs around here. Yeah, and he no. he was kind of one of the first ones to break down those barriers and just say, hey, let's just all hang out. And it, it really worked. It really did. We're still doing it today. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You know, listeners out there, here, okay, here's another, here's another JP's Life is an Open Book chapter of the Brewing Network, which I'm sure everyone's really thrilled about. Uh, you know, my, one of my biggest fears about dying, which I have a lot of anxiety about that, is not, you know, Lately? leaving anything behind. You know what I mean? Like, like letting n- nobody knows that I was here, and I think everybody has. It. I think it's a very human uh, um, thing to think about. It really is. You but can, uh, you, you, no, I don't, don't want to get into into it for me. But, but you know, if you want to celebrate somebody's life and you want to carry on Lee's, you know, memory, or if you want to make a, a, you know become a better beer judge, just f- follow Lee's examples. Listen to the shows. Listen to how the guy tastes. Listen to how he describes the beers. Um, Become a judge. Get involved in your judge community. That's the that's the best way that you can you know the best way that you can do it. If you've been listening to the show for the last two years or three years or however long we've been doing it, it feels like a millennia. Um, and you know you are a fan of of the show and a fan of Lee. Um, I, you know I think it would it would mean a lot to him uh, and and to us if you if you just became active in your judging community. And, and that's what we we need. We need a lot more people like that to help us to help homebrewers become better it's already you know it's already happened and we've expressed it on the show before where i've been at exams you know beer judging exams where people have come up to me and said i listen to your show all the time you know and there's something that that clicks in the mind of a person who is a potential judge when you listen to the way that a beer judge talks and thinks about beer you can recognize that in yourself not everybody's born with it and it's something you can develop if you're interested in it and it really resonates with you and you listen to the things go back and listen to some the shows that 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 we recorded with lee if if you get anything from me great but i would inspire you to i would try to encourage you to to go out and 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 get involved with your local homebrew club that would be putting you know and lead up a class or lead up a bjcp class yeah. you can do it that's how i did it i became a judge by let's start a class and we got a dozen people interested and boom we had a bunch of judges in the club and it really changed our club and it grew and you can do that too um and you don't have to you can just keep enjoying beer and whatever you oh, get out sure. of this yeah. is great but um you know 
But be a positive force. Be a force at all. Negative, whatever. I don't care. No, um, <laughs> I mean, that's what that's what we need. That's what the community needs. And, there there and, was a and, lot of positivity in Lee, yeah, for sure. The guy was uh, the guy was helpful. So anyway, let's just you know whatever's in your glass. You got a little. And, you know, oddly enough, you know... Wherever you are, just hit pause and raise the toast. When you come back, <laughs> yeah. here we go. One, two, three, cheers. Right. Cheers. Cheers to uh, I know Lee's, one of Lee's favorite beer was uh, North Coast. Uh, what's their Russian Imperial Stout? Yeah. Old uh, Rasputin. Old Rasputin. Yeah. So it's only, it's only yeah. fitting. And we, we toasted with him mm-hmm. uh, with, uh, with Giant Stout on Monday on the session. So yeah. He does. He did love the, the Giant Tilly. Stouts. Uh-huh. Tilly. You'll be missed, buddy, for sure. All right. On that note... Um, we need to make a beer for here. Lee or something, or like, well, we, <laughs> we need to do something. I, cool I have a couple for ideas. Lee. I do want to do something people for need sure. To do, people, yeah. Um, I think that'd be cool. Um, anyway, okay. everybody, uh, just you. to let you know, there's a few more shows um, other than this one that's out there. The session and blah blah blah. What? Um, there's a couple out there. There's a couple out there. I don't know, four or five. Um, and then if you're listening live, Sour. we're going to be able to be back here in about two minutes or so with another Dr. Homebrew. Uh, and then, then, you know, if you're listening in podcast land, just wait till this song ends and then uh, the next one will autoplay. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, uh, thanks for sticking with us, everybody. And thanks to Seth and Philip for their beers. Uh, they were pretty good for sure. We didn't hate them. That's for sure. Oh, we did not hate them. Yeah. And, uh, and JP's a hater. I'm a hater. All right, everybody. Be good to each other. Yes. And um, yeah, we'll see you next time, man. Cheers. Adios.